Blog Talk Radio. I gotta let them know by price how he 
Welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. This is Winston Burns, your co-host, and I am glad you are here with us tonight. we got a great show lined up for you, and I hope you are ready. Before we get started, let me first remind you that if you have any questions or comments at any period throughout tonight's broadcast, then give us a call at 929-477-2304. And press the number one. Again, that's 929-477-2304. And make sure you press the number one and let us know you have a question or a comment. All right. So let me also say what's up to my some of my favorite people, my co-hosts, these lovely ladies who, by the way, been doing these videos. And I've been getting tons of inboxes talking about some, hey, bro, who is doing them videos? And I have to tell them all, go on somewhere for I, I squash you. So messing with my sisters, but anyway, um, so <laughs> first uh, to the CEO of Kirby Kids Clothing, Miss Kelly Johnson. What's up, Kel? Miss Kirby Kids, ten. What's going on, Kel? Not much over here. Ready to get into some scoop. Ready to get. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot tonight, y'all. We got a lot. We're gonna have a good show tonight. Good show tonight. Well, I'm glad you're here. And of course, also we got with us the CEO of Elegance by Design, Miss Shaquilla Willis. What's up, Q? Hey, hey. Doing well. I am a little crazy today, <laughs> but I'm doing well. <laughs> it's been a crazy, crazy last week for me. I'm doing some new stuff at work, so I'm tired, y'all. Your girl's brain is tired learning new stuff, but well, we're here. <laughs> Ready What's for up? the well, we show. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, well, I am very, very, very excited about tonight's show. So for those who don't know, tonight we're going to start off, of course, with news. Then after we get into news, um, we're going to be talking about um, how fear um, how fear keeps us or keeps us messes with us in relationships with my little sister, who is the author of a book called Fear Not, Eradicating the Spirit of Fear. So Wendy Burns is going to be with us a little later. Then, of course, Kelf is going to bring us Hot Topic. And, oh, my God, y'all, gonna want not, y'all don't want to miss Hot Topic tonight. We got some juicy for you. Um, I like to say the Hot Topic is my moment of ratchetness for the night. So y'all make sure uh, y'all stick around for that. And then we got, um, of course, we got Mother Maybelline is going to be popping in tonight, um, giving us some of Mother's wisdom. So you definitely don't want to miss that. And, of course, we got all some good music. So we got a full show tonight, uh, and don't miss anything. So like I said, if you're watching us online, put your questions in the comments. Make sure you share the video. If you're listening by phone, again, press number one if you got any questions or comments. Um, if you listen online, same thing. You can post your comments, your questions uh, on either of our Facebook pages. So let's go ahead and jump into this show, uh, and let's get into the news. So in the news, first story, uh, uh, CNN, uh, CNN Money reports um, that um, our El Presidente, Leon's one, um, has is putting forth a um, a thought, and I'm going to leave it at that, about changing um, the SNAP program or the food, food stamp program. So President Trump 
is thinking, is saying that he's thinking that in order to save the country, what he says he thinks he'll save us $130 billion over 10 years, that he moves people in the SNAP program to instead of them giving all of their money put on a card or wherever's done now, that we go to where we get like a blue um, apron box, that people who are on it get a blue apron box every month with certain uh, foods like milk, what do you call this, uh, shelf-stable milk, juice, grains, pastas, peanut butter, peanuts, uh, excuse me, peanut butter, beans, canned meats, poultry or fish, canned fruits and vegetables in a box delivered to them, and then the rest of their amount, if there is another amount, will get put on a card um, as before. So there are a lot of people across social media who are not happy about this. Um, There are some people who said, again, it will cut cut down on some of the waste that's happening right now in the system. So that's we're going to start with that. Kelly, tell me, what are your thoughts on uh, this this potential new way to do the SNAP program? Um, that would be a big fat no. Uh, I I think that a program like that where they're going, the government is going to have that much control over what food to give people that you're not even giving them a choice uh, at what to pick, that it will, it it leaves too much room to turn into something else. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting you know, nutritious meals that they promised, I just feel like that they would, you know, start giving people trash or, um, you know, even go as far as put stuff in people's food. I don't know. I mean, I had to have an active imagination, but I just think a program like that leaves too much room for the government to control what they can, you know, give to people that are less fortunate. And, I mean, who wants to have a truck drive up to their house dropping off Blue Apron? Like, really? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's, right. I mean, if it's a blue, you know, it's not going to be blue. blue apron, how, would be like, it, how would they know if, it, if it's just a regular blue apron? Well, and it because it's not going to be blue apron. It's going to say government assisted box lunches or something on the side of the dang old truck. Paper ain't been pulling up to the hood, so if all of a sudden blue apron is making regular routes to to no. yeah, they gonna expire. They gonna be giving people expired stuff. Shoot, we already. Yeah. Eating steroids and her- and extra hormones and stuff. Can you imagine if the government are delivering food? No. Okay. Eunice actually right. made a point on the post in the scoop where we talked about this. Um, she mentioned that food that is able to, she said it much more eloquently than I'm about to, but she was basically saying food that's designed to last for a long time is also laden with preservatives. There's no real nutrients in it. So the whole point of wanting families to be healthier and, you know, all of the initiative that's been going could possibly be derailed by this solely. Um, Right. Because you might have beans and rice and all this other stuff, but you have to also think it it serves you no purpose to provide all of this service. There's got to be people to create the boxes, people to distribute the boxes, people to drop out, you know, to maintain the process and all this other stuff that needs to be put in place. All of the money and resources going around that to essentially deliver a box of food that's going to go into somebody's cabinet or be donated to the local food pantry or to never be seen again and be divvied up among random people. It's just, it's a waste. 
you know, I just I don't see the point. This is the same thing that sounds to me like when you used to get WIC before they kind of redid If any of you, who, you know, mothers or are familiar with the WIC program, before they revamped it and gave us, like, the grocery stores and things like that to go and pick out your actual foods and opened up that program, there was so much money being wasted with the foods that you had no option to get. So when you remove people's option, they're still, they're not going to deny, they're not going to uh not go get the benefits, they're just not going to use that portion of it. So while you're not going to, you know, while you're thinking you're doing something great, it's going to, it's going to be a waste. I don't, I'm, to, I'm totally not for this. I need him to leave this alone. This is not the answer to that. No. Yeah, he'll be jumping on some BS. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I am, I'm, I am not. I don't know enough to say whether I'm for it or against it yet. Um, I do think that there is a ton of waste out there right now and fraud in the system that needs to be dealt with. I don't know if this is the way to do it um, simply because there really isn't enough detail, to be honest. There's not enough detail to say, okay, this is going to work um, or this is going to prevent. Like, we don't know how the food is going to get there, how much it costs. We don't know exactly what's going to be put in there. We don't know how they're going to, like, are they going to let people pick their food based off of a menu? Like, we don't know enough of that. I do think, again, but we've got to figure out a way to get rid of some of the waste. And let's be honest, we do have a lot of people who sell there. And so um, we got to figure that out, too. So we got to figure out how do we, how do we work through that? Because, again, I don't have any issues with helping people but I also have to balance that with the fact that this money is coming from other people's paychecks to help people, not for, you know, for other stuff. So I don't, I really don't know enough to say whether I think it's a bad idea or a good idea. I also will balance my statement with saying that the federal, gov- the federal government has never been the best at eliminating waste. So it's very difficult right. to trust that whatever they're going to come up with is going to get rid of waste or be more efficient than what it could be if we just said, here's your money, do what you want to do with it. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm interested, like I said, I'm interested in seeing the details, um, but I, I'm, not against, I'm not against trying to find a way to improve. So, and I'll just leave that that for now. Yeah. I have uh William has a comment on my live. He says he thinks what happens will be with the states picking up the big end of this madness. Um, it takes away from the other programs and it drives up sales taxes in the grocery stores. Um, he says if he's not mistaken, mm-hmm. roughly twenty five percent of sales came from food came from food stamp uh sales. Dippity says that she's it's a no for her as well. She's not here for this at all. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, have, I have a Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. I was saying on my live, too, um, uh, Rochelle says it's a waste and that even stores may lose money, um, too, because they won't have the traffic. And then what about, also another comment was what about, um, you know, people who have different allergies to food or uh, they're vegan, you know, just different types of things that they have to have for their specific household. If they're vegan, they need to stop doing that anyway. That's a different one. Anyway. Um. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> cut that out. All right, next in the news, we got. <laughs> yeah, stop doing that. That's the devil. Um, the next thing we got. So, um, it, there's a story going. Hold on. So we all know what this weekend is. If you don't know, if you, if you don't know what this weekend is, then I need you to turn in your black car immediately. Um, <laughs> but this weekend, listen, this, this weekend is Black Panther weekend, okay? So I need yeah, everybody. Okay. I need everybody to go ahead and get your big purses and fill it up, because y'all know y'all not buying no um, y'all not buying no no concession. At the at the movie theater, so get your big purse, go to the dollar store, get what you gotta get, and go see Black Panther this weekend. Uh, but the news is so um, there was a story that that came out. They said Black Panther has generated um, eighty nine, almost ninety million dollars um, in economic stimulus for the state of Georgia, primarily around Atlanta. Um, that based upon um, the local yeah. vendors the local crews, like film crews, work crews, um, and things like that, that the movie alone has brought, again, another 89.3, almost $90 million to um, the state of Georgia, primarily in the Atlanta area um, and around. And, um, and so we wanted to highlight that. And they said of that $90 million, uh, about $26, $26.5 million of that is wages um, that were given out to about 3,100 uh, workers. Uh, again, so that is a huge boost for the economy. So again, y'all go see the movie. I know this is not about the Black Panther Party, so let's just come on. We know that, so let's just support the movie. It's a all it's a black, primarily all black cast. It's going to be a great movie from everything that we've seen. So y'all put on y'all dashikis. Mm-hmm. Put your, your one That's black hair Put your yeah. Oh, yeah, put on whatever you what you got. You know, put on your African garb if you need, if you got that, and go see Black Panther. So, uh, any comments on that one, Kels or Q? I just want to say oh. that I am, I, I, yeah, I, I am just excited about it. I plan to be in the in the crowd, ready to watch Black Panther because I just think Black Panther. The, the what's the man's name playing Black uh, Panther? What's the name? Oh yeah. Honey, um, <laughs> listen. Like, um, that's my baby. So I'm gonna be front and center. He's he has now became a part of my brother husbands and one of my two baby daddies. So I'm here for it. I'm gonna be there. I can't wait. And and it's it's already. Didn't they say this would be this may break the record of all time? Did I read that correctly, Lynn? Well, it's already broken records for pre sales. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's keep doing it. Y'all going out there. Yes. Cool, cool. My, you got anything on my baby is excited. The youngest, my little little one is excited. Well, she ain't that little anymore. But anyway, my baby is super excited about this. My whole house is excited to go see this movie. Um, yeah. I love Marvel movies for all kinds of different reasons. Um, I don't know everyone's backstories and things like that, but I genuinely enjoy these movies. So um, yeah. aside from it being as amazing as it's going to be, I would have been here for it anyway. So, like, it's just next level my excitement, period. I'll probably see this movie multiple times. I want to see it with us, and then I want to see it where, like, I can 
you know, focus in on some of the stuff and, like, really marinate on what I'm seeing and enjoy, enjoy the movie, but I absolutely have to see this movie with us. And, and like, get all of that. I don't know if I'm I'm wrapping my hair up or what, but, like, it's going to be all kinds of blackness, and I'm so here for it. Oh, and speaking of, we're going to do a little uh, family plug real quick. If you don't have anything to wear, Dr. Chief, you're not hit up backwithmyrooms.com for your black love garb and, and T-shirt. Right. And you can wear that still represent for the one time for the people for the Black Panther premiere on this weekend. Holla at Lakeisha for your short order. Right. <laughs> I'm with it. Alright, last story. Um y'all know I gotta talk I seen some I seen this so I gotta talk about my boy. LeVar Ball oh. is back, baby. Uh, LeVar uh, Ball uh, is back. <laughs> Damn. LeVar Ball <laughs> is back. LeVar Ball is back. So LeVar Ball says that um, not only are we doing T-shirts and expensive hats, not only are my three boys all going into the NBA, but now LeVar Ball says we selling European spring water and... So Big Baller Brand is now going into the water business. They say that there's nobody that is promoting water. You got LeBron who does with the Powerade. You got MJ who does Gatorade. But his boys are going to do water. So they announced announced that. And so we're going to see soon enough where these boys are going to be doing water. What's your thoughts on the water? You know, LeVar Ball has got to win the Hustle Hustle Man Award of the Year. <laughs> I'm going to give him the Hustle Man Award because, I mean, you cannot knock this man's hustle. You cannot. Mm-hmm. I, when I read the article, I said, this. and then they said, he, you know, he on his way to being a billionaire. I'm like, out of all the negative comments, all the bad publicity he has gotten, all of the Hot Peter Stir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he didn't knock out. Over. Out. <laughs> so I mean I can't knock it. I I just can't knock it. I mean hey, I can't knock it. I, I'm 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 shocked, but the man has hustle. It could probably teach classes on it. I can't even take that from him. He mm-hmm. may be rude, but he made it happen. So you know. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Mm-hmm. And if everything works out, kudos to him. I can't even knock yeah. him for it. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm all, you know, I'm, I, anything, I'm, I'm, I'm team big baller brand. So I see a brother doing something, <laughs> I'm with it. So sell your European water, LeVar Ball. Sell your European water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think this yeah. water, like, I could just see this water being, like, $10 a, 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 a box. Mm. No. Yes, he has hustle. Yes. He's got <laughs> the business person in me. <laughs> look, he got me even, look. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can't say nothing. I mean, come on. He got water. He got shoes. He got shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, a junior oh. basketball league. They about to start. The man is hustling. So I'm here but, for but it. When- Good job. Well, I want him to be. Yeah. 
Are you gonna buy? Are you gonna buy a ten dollar bottle of water? No, I'm not buying no ten dollar water. I got water downstairs <laughs> in my own sink. I'm gonna buy that, but I'm gonna promote this ten dollar bottle of water. That's what I'm gonna okay. do. <laughs> If it, for $10, that water better heal my body and my soul. And I better, mm. be, I better be six feet tall after I drink it for $10. So, right. no. Okay. No. No. <laughs> so, all right, let's go ahead. We got to go to break. We're going to do our first song. And after we come back, we're going to get into this interview. Um, I'm going to be good because I don't want my sister talking crazy to me. So uh, we got this first song. <laughs> this first song is uh, one of our newer songs, uh, Freedom by Shyaka. We'll be right back on the school radio show after this. Back in the day. Back from back. Back in the day. Back from back. Back. Back in the day. I was born in the 90s, packed my soul from the 80s, uncontrollable crack babies, food to rob your Mercedes, business, enjoy riding with friends, relentless, undisciplined kids, chickens packing they worms, plucking these streams like they hinders, the superfly, pelican, propeller, short, shepherd to strut, dress with elegant groom, mighty mouse to the elephants in the room, blessed with the gift of gal, mic skills, treasure, master of sermons, I write, recite my songs to the exorcist, now here's a little story of a man in Yaka, my garden of planet season, my old earth fulfilled his farmer, I arose, coming over poppy seeds, going Further than my father did, rock star head jackets, plus I'm kids, banjos, I let toe off the kids, push on by Lakeshore Drive, climbing rocks, relax the daisies, sitting and thinking about how long my mama got that made me crazy, 90s kids forever rain, wasn't sexy, we was paging, watching Tom and Jerry, is you, is it, is you, ain't my baby now, Pactown made me in, are your gardeners raised me, suicide Obama kids, embrace me, soldiers with high ranking, take fatigue, they pull it daily, thankfully no bullets raised me, I look back on those days, and realize that Christ saved me, eating so beast in the stew, God knew what the rest of people take me, brainstorm in purple rain, see, never leaned on that shook Avery, teach my peers the safe way of pushing keys, be count basic freedoms, but I childhood thoughts, now turning them into slavery. Back in the days when I was younger, not giving any more, but some days I still wish I wasn't here again. We used to play and go rock at the neighbor's front door, I still wish I wasn't here
That was our first song of the night. We did that. That was Freedom by Shayaka. I'm still sure I'm messing that up, but I'm going to get better, I promise. <laughs> but we are now. <laughs> um, uh, the show that I know we have all been excited about, not only coming up on Valentine's Day, but we've just been having some really, really solid conversations here in the scoop surrounding having healthier relationships. So it was right on time that uh, little sister, Wendy Burns, decided to uh, grace us with her greatness. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, other than being big big sister, big little sister over here. <laughs> um, Wendy Elizabeth Burns is the pastor of Kingdom Daughters Women's Ministries and co-founder of 360 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Pastor Burns is submit. I'm sorry? Okay. Uh, Pastor Burns is a submitted member of Tristone Full Gospel Baptist Church under the leadership of Bishop Simon Gordon. And as an ordained prophet and elder, Pastor Burns has a passion for activating people to hear and obey the voice of God. Her unique approach and warm nature attracts people to the light of God through the teaching and training. Having served in many spiritual capacities, God has developed a unique grace of bringing the people of God to wholeness, life, and vitality by developing according to the spirit of God. Additionally, she is the owner of Your Beautiful Spa in Chicago's Hyde Park. And as an entrepreneur, God has developed natural and spiritual giftings that aid in drawing and developing all people in the way of truth. She is a published author. Her titles include Fear Not, Unmasking, and Eradicating the Spirit of Fear, and Understanding and Activating Spiritual Gifts. She is currently working on her soon-to-be-released books, Fear Not Devotional, and Woman, Are You Really? So welcome to the group. You all, Wendy Elizabeth Burns. Hey, honey, welcome. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for the welcome. All is well. I'm gonna be be professional tonight. How are you today, ma'am? Be be yourself. Be yourself. I know (laughs) you anyway. So. (laughs) Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. I appreciate the, the invitation. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, we're going to go ahead. Let's jump into these questions. Q, you got in? You, you want to start off? Well, I want us to, first of all, you know, I want you to tell us about your book and tell us a little bit about your journey. For those of us in the school who don't know you and know, you know, what it is that motivates you to do what you do. So tell us first about what it is that you do. <clears throat> oh, I do a lot. Uh, so depending on what level of doing you're referring to, um, I'll start professionally. Um, what motivates me to do what I do at this point is I can see retirement closer than ever before. So I won't give up as it pertains to my professional life, which is a owner and operator of a mini spa. Uh, I enjoy the people. That is my current additional motivation in doing what I do. Um, and it's a mask for doing what it, what I'm called to do, which is to, to touch the lives of people by any means necessary. And in the process, they feel better and they look better. So that's what motivates me on a professional level. On a spiritual level, uh, it's all about God and, and helping his people. And in the process, you know, growing and being groomed myself to be who he made me to be um, and living that out in purpose. And intentionally, that's, that's uh, a motivation. And the thousands of other things I do, it's all the same. It's God and people, God and people. I love God and I love people. I know that's right. That's, I love that. Okay, so tell us about what motivated you to write this book about fear in relationships. 
Um, I know here in the school we have discussed this in great detail on many levels um, for many, many months, um, and it is something that without a doubt we know that there is definitely a level of fear surrounding relationships. So um, what motivated you to put that pen to paper and, and give us a book about it? Well, the the book overall is about fear in general, unmasking fear as a whole and then how to eradicate it. Uh, one of my pet peeves, uh, in in a book of this nature is somebody telling me what's wrong with me or pointing out an error but then not giving me the tools to fix what's wrong. And so um, what started this book was it actually started as a, 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 a eight-part teaching. And um, it was it, it went so well that the people, the group that I was teaching, asked me to, is there somewhere we can have your notes? And I wasn't going to give them my notes, so I wrote a book. <laughs> Right. And that's how the book <laughs> that's how the book evolved. And um it's 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 kind of a thick, um, but it's it's very concise in the sense of this is directly stating what fear is and it's it touches every part of your life. My own personal uh inspirational fear journey started very early like everybody else's. Um, uh, but I got to a place early in life where it started to, to retard what was natural and normal about just my day-to-day existence. Uh, little phobias that, again, I tried to kind of live around and work around. And then, you know, they started touching my relationships and touching my uh, ability to just have a, a regular normal life. And you get to a place where you're tired of living around yourself and living around your fears, and you have to kind of either uh, put up or shut up. And that's that's kind of how the process of, of understanding what fear really was, identifying it, unmasking it, and then allowing the steps uh, how to eradicate it, how that came about. Okay, so hello, hello, Wendy. I have a question. This is Kale. Hi. And, uh, <laughs> uh, my question is about um, – just fear overall. I, I was trying to catch to see if your if your your book discusses fear just specifically in one area, but is there any type of good fear, or should people there, be working to really eradicate fear altogether? There is. There's two different types of fear. There's what what is called natural fear, or um, uh, and that the, the purpose of the initial purpose of fear. Uh, for humanity is a protective measure when it comes to, um, like, danger, areas of danger, perceived danger. So if if somebody is attempting to attack you or an animal, you know, an environment is unsafe or unhealthy, the natural response that God created us to have is to have a a sense of uh, excitement, exhilaration that gives us a boost and a burst of, of endorphins, among other things. Uh, our body, our systems in our body uh, respond instantly, and then we move away from that thing that is uh, attempting to to harm us. And so those those normal natural fears are reasonable, and not only are they reasonable and acceptable, but they're helpful. They're, they're life-saving. It's when we get to those other things, those unnatural fears, um, that we have a problem. And, again, one is helpful and beneficial and normal and not only normal but God-given, 
And then there's, again, the, the other aspects where we attempt to protect ourselves on a, a physical level, emotional level, mental level, social level, psychological level. Um, and that those uh, uh, fears are not normal. Those are not reasonable. Those are not acceptable. And they end up doing um, not only harm to our relationships, harm to our mindsets, our characters, our personalities, um, they, but they do harm to the, the complete and total man and the complete and total life. And those things are what uh, we're speaking to in the book more so. Okay. So just a kind of a piggyback question that I have just from that response. So do you think those other unnatural phobias or fears are taught um, to us, or is that something that's really kind of something that we may just make up in our minds? Well, not n- not necessarily uh, either one. It's all it's all and then some. Some are some are taught and are passed down. Some are generational and bloodline. Some are created in our minds, and some are um, based off of our experiences. If you keep, you know, if somebody keeps stepping on your toe, your experience uh, teaches you that when someone comes close to you and looks like, you know, they're going to do the same thing that harmed you in the past, you move out of the way. You protect yourself. And so we do the same things emotionally and mentally and socially and psychologically, and those things over time build up fear. So it's, it's not just one. It's all of those and then some. But it's the recognition of it and uh, learning really the appropriate way to handle those things that really makes the difference in who we are and how we are. Okay. In life and in relationships, because we end okay, up living so the, out of those fears. Mm-hmm. When, you say, when you say recognizing, how does the person recognize that, recognize where the fear is coming from and what to do about it? Well, there's a process. There's I in in the book I talk about uh, the tales of fear, and there and there's more than three, but there's three major ones, and that's worry, anxiety, and dread. And so, anytime there's worry attached to something, a sense of anxiety about something or someone, or dread attached to it, you can always trace that back to to fear. Every single time, no doubt about it. If you're dreading going somewhere, dreading seeing somebody, dreading participating in something, you go to the root of that, and it's always going to be fear. The same thing with, again, uh, worry and anxiety. And so those are um, tells that you have a, a fear of something. And then you, you continue to, you know, you ask yourself questions and get real with yourself and, you know, talk to God, hopefully have a relationship with God. And you start asking God, okay, God, what is this really about? And Always and completely, there's some sort of baseline uh, measure of distrust where you start helping yourself, which is another telltale sign of fear, self-help, where you start saying, um, uh, because there's a sense of worry or anxiety or dread attached to something or someone, an instance, a circumstance, uh, 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 or an environment of sorts, I have to protect myself in this way. And any feeling of having to protect yourself is another tale of fear. And, again, in, in that, how you fix that is there, there are some steps, again, that we talk about and explain in the, um, in the book where, you know, you, the first step is always to get honest because 
uh, uh, we attempt to try to, in, in the self-help process, try to uh, formulate a system, a natural system or a, a way of thinking whereby we can move that out of the way and kind of cope with it. But those coping ne- mechanisms usually uh, spiral into a new fear. And all of those uh, buildings, building blocks, they end up shaping themselves and giving us a whole other personality that's not our original personality. If we take down all of those building blocks of fear that we have enacted and erected in our lives, behind that is most likely a whole other person that's a lot lighter, a lot uh, freer, a lot uh, more fun, uh, a lot clearer in expression than we tend to be because we've built up a new personality through these fears. And, again, those are all lived out in our relationships, things that we're willing to deal with and not deal with, engage in, a certain type of person we're willing to engage with or not engage with based off of our fears. And those things, those fears, cause us to help ourselves and then build barriers in our lives to say, oh, no, I will never, you know, I'll never do this. I'll never deal with that. I'll never be with that type of person. And generally behind that is some sort of fear. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so so let's move to, um, so how does that look in terms of, or how can it look in terms of us, um, that being a barrier to entering into um, new relationships. So if we're if we've got a level of fear, um, how does that yeah how does that look? Or what are some of the things that let us know that okay, I possibly could be afraid um, of relationships or, or entering into a relationship, or I'm self sabotaging myself um, in this relationship. Well, that that is really no blanket answer because again, depending on where you are and who you are and how you are, it, it's customized to that. Uh, some people mm-hmm. fear. Uh, pertaining to relationships could be and not having one, could be in having one and, and not doing well in it, you know, somebody seeing or knowing the real them, et cetera, et cetera. But your your position of, again, uh, worry, anxiety, or dread pertaining to the idea of a relationship, what do you start, what's your, your inner conversation? Are you trying to say, well, um, I'm going to do this, I can only show – people this side of me because, you know, uh, I don't want them to know this about me because you have, um, and certain certain boundaries are healthy, especially when, when you don't know a person and as you're getting to know them. But if there is, again, a worry attached to it uh, and something anxious about you, even, even in wanting, desiring a relationship too badly, that that's another uh, aspect of fear involved. Are you afraid that you can't can't keep someone? Are you afraid that you'll never get another person or get anyone at all? You know, again, all of these things go back to the same uh, reactionary feelings where you're trying to uh, help yourself through a process, help yourself to something, help yourself not have certain experiences instead of just being willing to walk in and saying, let's see what happens. You know, are you open to let's see what happens? If it works, okay. If it doesn't, okay. I'm going to be able to handle whatever happens. Or have you built out in your mind what the end is going to be, what tomorrow's going to be, who they are, who they're not, how they're going to think about you, what they see? You know, again, fear, 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 and layers of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and all of that comes into the relationship, and that's something that, those fears are expected, your fears are expected to be managed by your partner. And that's not fair because that's not even the real you. 
my live is totally identifying with what you are saying today. Um, uh, I know Dippity, she is saying that she has a lot of, she's built her wall up 800%. She says she's totally aware that she's afraid of relationships because she knows that heartbreak hurts. And we've been having a semi-side conversation about how, you know, we will do that. We know that heartbreak hurts. And after you go through that so many times, you know, that self-protection kicks in. So that is when we decide, okay, well, maybe if I'm just letting it happen, it's not happening right. So like you said, the self-care, the self-help starts to come in. And we can sometimes help ourselves into hiding. And I think that that was major. Even as you were talking, I'm typing on the live like, child, she is speaking to me because, you know, Kels and Wiggles, you know, they know me personally, like, and this touched a lot of what we've had on offline conversations in what, you know, anxiety and worry and just how we allow fear to keep us from so much relationships, business experiences, you know, just life. So that, this is clutch, totally clutch. Um, William says that he believes what a lot of folks are afraid of is really trusting their gut instincts when it comes to relationships. Also true. Well, again, you know, it really depends on it depends on what your vantage point is and and the choice that you make in your spiritual life. Because if you are, uh, again, the, the the book and the way of thinking that that is processed through the book is really people who have chosen to walk with God. And so, I don't. I would never um, subscribe or ascribe or suggest that anyone follows their gut instinct because I know me. I I I don't know enough to be quite frank. I don't know enough to make certain decisions. I don't know men well enough. I don't know people well enough. And the things that I do know, every time I think I know about a person, I'm proven wrong. So I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my suggestion. My suggestion would be to begin to first of all have a relationship with God, and then begin to have a good relationship with with yourself, and then from that and through that, try to have relationships with other people and not the other ways around. Because you know, yes, yes, it does hurt to be rejected, and yes, it does hurt for relationships to go sour. However, when you are, again, doing this, again, the way that I'm suggesting to do it in a relationship with God and, and having a good relationship with yourself and with God and have relationships with others uh, from that, then you, you come to understand that I don't want to be hurt. I do want these things to go well. I do want to show up and be healthy and sound. But if it doesn't work, I'm going to be okay. And not only am I going to be okay, but I'll be better as a result of it. And some kind of way, all of these building blocks of experiences that I have encountered and overcome, it's going to make me better, and I'll have what it is I really need. And you begin to see things differently. You begin to see people differently instead of – seeing them as the enemy if it doesn't work, you see them as uh, uh, people who are flawed, people who have fears, people who are imperfect, just like you are, and you give them a pass, and you, you have a sense of relief to say, thank God they only got to practice on me for this period of time, and I didn't lock myself down with this practice session for the rest of my life. So, you know, it your perspective changes, and you, you learn that you can you can overcome anything. And even when it hurts, it'll hurt, but it'll be all right when it's all said and done. It's not going to break you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, okay. Go. <laughs> go ahead, Kel. <laughs> so I have kind of a, a different kind of question. So 
You know, we're talking about fear of getting into relationships and things like that. So what about the fear of not having a relationship? Like, I feel like sometimes we put so much pressure on having the, a relationship that the fear of being alone can make us, you know, be extra, I don't know, forgiving or bold or whatever to get into a relationship. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that, Wendy, on, you know, just the fear of being alone? I know we shouldn't fear of being fear of being in a relationship, but, you know, we shouldn't well, fear being single either. I think that's actually, as it pertains to fears in relationship, I think that's probably the greatest fear um, universally, and not just people who don't have um, a partner or a spouse or mate or what have you. But there are, I think, a major, a mass of people who are in relationships and are still alone. And, you know, still don't have partnerships, still don't have what they need, their needs are not getting met, et cetera, et cetera. And there's, but there's a fear of not having a physical presence of another person. And so you stay because you're afraid to be alone versus the adverse side of, well, I don't have anybody, and what if I never have anybody? And then you start out of fear and self-help again, begin to, to pursue uh, whatever lengths that you have to go to to ensure that that's not actualized when, you know, you still could get somebody and still live by yourself. But um I think that that's a process, and again, that that goes back to having a good re, good relationship with yourself, and and getting to a point where you understand what you want and what you need, and then kind of getting cool about that and understanding that you know this may be where I am right now. I hope that this you know, and if your your desire is not to be alone forever, um, this. I hope this isn't my my future. I hope this isn't what it is supposed to be for the rest of my life. But I can't um, help myself to situations and to people out of a fear of not wanting to be alone because I can help myself into more trouble than what it's worth. You know, mm. and so the, you know, going through the processes of again dealing with what is it that I'm really afraid of? Is it that I'm afraid? To, to not have a physical presence here? Is it afraid that I'm I'm not gonna have partnership? Am I am I afraid that I'm not gonna have anybody to ever love me? What are those fears? Really deal with them, figure out what they are, get some insight to them, and then deal with each fear one at a time because it may be a a culmination of fears that's being spoken to uh, spoken as one individual fear and it may be multiple things you know I, I'm what if I'm afraid that I'm gonna have to raise these children alone I'm afraid I may never have children I'm afraid that you know I, I'm gonna I'm be the only person in my family that never gets married I'm afraid that um, when I get old I'm gonna live alone and die alone you know it could be a bunch of different things and deal identify each one tackle one by one and and part of it again is just confronting it and saying okay so what if this does happen then what what if I don't have any other options? Then what? You know, how am I going to choose to live my life in a place of enjoyment if this doesn't happen? If it does, fantastic, but if it doesn't. Because the confrontation of the fear is half of the, the eradication of the fear. You know, my, my dad used to say all the time, if you're going to be scared, be scared while you're doing it. So you can't allow fear to stop you from doing anything. You know, okay, if, if fear is of being alone, it's being alone and going to places by myself or eating by myself. Okay, do it and see what happens. 
You know, put yourself mm-hmm. in these positions where you confront what it is you're really afraid of and, and really walk through the processes of dealing with what it really is that you think you need to help yourself not have or to have. And see what see what see what becomes of it because the, those are the um, the self building moments where you really see um, in truth and not in theory, not in fantasy because we we create worlds in our minds based on our fears and and things of that nature. That again, okay. once it's confronted and lived out, it may not even be an issue. You know, like oh, okay, mm-hmm. I was scared I was gonna have to you know go go every place by myself and you know and and I've had this this particular instance where it was like, you know, oh, I don't have anybody to talk to and I don't have anybody to go anyplace with. And then when I did have somebody to talk to and go someplace with, I'm like, would you get off, would you get out of my face? You're doing too much. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe that ain't what I really wanted. It was just that's what I was afraid of not having. And then when I had it, it's like that ain't what I really wanted. So confront confront it. (laughs) That's so me. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth is the light. You know, oftentimes we, we want things because we, you know, again, out of fantasy, out of what we see other people have, and it looks good on other people. But then when we try it on, it's too tight. It don't fit us. Yep. And that may not be for you, and you, you operate in this area of fear for nothing. You know, I actually enjoy my company. I always say, you know, when I do right. come here, he don't have to travel a lot. <laughs> he, that's he have he got he got he he'll have to travel a lot. Oh, he'll have yeah. to have his own life and his own thing going because that up under me all the time that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, mm-hmm. the things that we think we need often in relationships that we respond to out of fear, if we if we just again step into the truth of it and say, well, what is this really? And then confront that and see again what what's really behind it. Oftentimes, it's, it's built on a lie. It's built on some sort of fantasy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was so true. Well, Wendy, you have given a good good word real quick for us <laughs> on this evening, um, and I'm sure that we will continue to talk about um, how we can work through our fear and breaking down some of the. Um, the blocks that we build up to get to our true selves. Um, the last, just our last five minutes here have been clutch for me, even when we talked about the looking at what we think we want in comparison to what we really find out we want after after we get that thing. So I, I know we'll have much, much more to talk about here in the scoop, and we hope to have you back. But for those who'd like to follow you and keep up with what you have going on, how can um, they connect with you? How can our listeners connect with you? Um, they can go to uh, 360ministries.org, and um, all of our anything that I'm doing is always posted on there, the full calendar of things and events and uh, speaking engagements. All of that will be on there. They can follow me on Facebook and on, under Wendy Burns. Um, I generally don't get on Facebook, which WB gets on me all the time about. Social media is just mm-hmm. not my thing. He got that gene. I didn't. Uh, but that's that's probably the best way to get me, get to me. All right, all right. Well, we have posted your information, and again, thank you so much for joining us, Wynn. Thank you for sharing your sister with the rest of the school family on this evening. We see it run long. Burns family. It was a pleasure. <laughs> thank oh, you, yeah. thank you all for the invitation.
You're very welcome. Have a good night. Thank you, much. She can't help me. And she did look too. You should be very proud. I enjoyed that very, very much. Well, now it is time for us to hop on into our next song of the evening, which is one of my personal favorites and is being brought to you by EleganceByDesign.com, where healthy hair and skin is our priority. So beautiful you is our specialty. So uh, go ahead and grab your sexy shea butter and all that goodness today. But this next song is From Nothing to Something by Queen. Little, little I'll try to make it, but make the whole 
on live face. I said, okay, let me calm my groove down while I'm over here. <laughs> got something on my live. But, uh, <laughs> yes, folks, uh, scoopers, hosts, and my live, it is now time for Hot Topics. And our Hot Topic tonight is sizzling. Do you hear me? So, yeah. Let's get right into it. The hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing. Oh, wrong side. Y'all see my little my little promo. Um, so, Curvy Kitten <laughs> is uh, where self reflection is perfection, and we are celebrating women that want to show off their curves in all sizes. So, the hot topic is: Is it better for women to not give an accurate account of the number of sexual partners she has? If she wants to get wiped up, I'll repeat it. Is it better for women to lie about how many mouths is on the cooter? Did you say if she wants to be wiped? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> 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 Better for women to not give this answer. I'm gonna ask the wife on the on the um panel tonight, which is Q. What do you think? Now, I know you've been married since birth, but every week it gets older and older. Young wife, young wife, and maybe your friend. What? What do you think about this whole myth about women and the number of partners they have had sexually? Okay, so, yes, I have been married for 40 days and 40 nights, and Shell's already let us know. Um, and in my situation, I, you know, I can laugh at it. It's right. It's true. It is the truth. Um, but I, I, my husband is my own, you know, he was my first sexual partner, period. So I didn't have this worry. But I have had many, many male friends, and I have encountered many men since meeting my husband that honestly don't want to know. They'll say whatever it is that they need to say to make you feel okay when they ask the question, but it's bait. And I do not think that it works in any woman's best interest to share whatever her number may be. If it's three, he is going to imagine the most ridiculous three men possible that you could have been with prior to him, and those would be the that he replays in his mind over and over and over again when he's feeling some type of way. Keep it to yourself. If you feel like you must do something, don't look. I'm all for truth, but I do not feel that this has ever worked in any woman's best interest, period, not the end, ever. Like, and why does it okay. matter? Like, in real life, yeah. like, why does it matter? So that's what I'm saying. That is, that is my thought on that whole thing because I just don't see it working. I just don't. So you don't don't think women should say say either way. They shouldn't lie or they shouldn't tell it at all. Right? No, I don't think it's any of anybody's business. Like, why? Why is that something that I need to discuss with you? As long as it's not current partners, 
should matter. If we're going from a dating situation to now an exclusive situation, we need to have a how are we going to sever ties with whoever we've been doing our thing with before we decided we're only going to do our thing together. Those are the types of conversations I think need to be had between a man and a woman regarding sexual activity. But prior to you, my college days, you know, when I'm figuring out myself and Sewing royal oats the fellows like to call it. Like, that, that matters. As long as I smashed the homie, I ain't came to random none of the crew and played homie hop with none about none of your people. I ain't been with your right. uncle, your grandson, none of your brothers. Bro, leave it be. Like, I've dotted off all those I's and crossed those T's prior to even getting this far. So, you know what I mean? So that's none of your business. Mind your business. Worry about yourself. Where about yourself? You just make sure I'm not rolling into the spot and all of your crew is sitting at the table. Like, that. you worry about you, I worry about me. You know, have the pertinent conversation. Right. It's not even a conversation for me. And, like, I don't even I don't even think that question is even in my dating questions. I would never, ever, ever. Sharita. Sharita on my live says that she thinks, and that, and you're very, you're very right. It might be because you've aged out of that question. Grown people don't really care. <laughs> so Sharita says, after the age of thirty, that shouldn't even really be a question. When I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Kids ask this kind of stuff because they know it. <laughs> but uh, so Winford, since you are the only man on the panel. What do you think? You go around asking women how many men they had before you? Uh-uh. That's what you do, sir. No. What was that? That was hell. No. Listen, first of all, first of all, I was hit. let me say this. First of all, I was hit to a bit of a bit of information that I didn't know um, that most women lie about the number anyway. So, fellas, I don't know if y'all know this, but from my understanding, any time or what, whatever number a woman says, you should multiply it by two. Uh-uh. And any number, that's no, I was so. I was told that any number that a woman gives, you're supposed to multiply it by two because y'all uh, lie about that I'm number. clutching my imaginary pearls right now. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I was told. How dare they? That's what I was told. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry if they weren't supposed to let that cat out the bag, but I was told that any whatever number a woman gives you, so if she says three, it really means six. If she says six, it really means twelve. If she says uh-uh. twelve, it really example. means twenty-four. So if that were the but, case, we wouldn't have so many men pissed off on the sex post all the time. If that were listen, true, I, I'm, listen, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling <laughs> you what I was told by a confidential. Of not of my gender. That any time a woman, any time a woman says a number, multiply it by two, fellas. But so, hold on. How many times you gonna say that though? Right. I just want to listen. I, you know, it takes us. It takes us sometimes a few times to get it. 
I'm just trying to help the fellas right now. Multiply by two. I just listen, listen. Y'all can't y'all can't be mad at me. I didn't make that up. I'm just the one who is sharing the information to the fellas. That's all I'm doing. Don't shoot the message. We can stop sharing that lie today. Right. That's what. Listen. I'm just telling you. Right you, said you, said, <laughs> you said what? Sorry, she said, she said, put your calculator up. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also told, let me wait, so I'm going to finish. I was also told that whatever number a man says, that you should divide it by two. And that's a lie. Oh, divide. Strike. Divide it oh, by two. Wrong. So if a man says, because men try to lie to make it seem like they've been they've done more or that they're better, whereas women don't want to seem like they've done as much as they have. I'm just telling you what I was told. I did not make this up. This is not do not quote Winfred Burns as the second as the source of this. I'm just telling you what <laughs> I was told. It's a bunch uh, of lies. You know. think so women got to women got to multiply theirs by two and men divide theirs. That's a clue right there that it's a lie. <laughs> I don't think so. And, and you know why? You know why I don't find think the so? truth. Do you know why I don't think so? This is why I don't think why? so, Kelly. Again, because because just like this post, culturally, you know, we're around with that culture, but we have this thing where we try to make it seem like there is something with, like, uh, if you put a man and a woman and give them the same number, so if a man says he's been with, you know, 10 people and the female says she's been mm-hmm. with 10 people, we will make it seem like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with the woman who's been with 10, but make it seem like, oh, dude, oh, you the man because you've been with 10. And so I can understand why, uh, as a woman, you would want to cut your number, you want to lie about your number, because you don't want to come off as that person, whereas with a man, since we've like all pat him on the back, we want to make it seem like he's done more than what he's really done. Because a dude, I mean, I, I don't know how many dudes would be, you know, be like, oh, I don't, I, I'm, you know, first of all, I don't know any virgins, male virgins over the age of thirty years old. I say that they don't exist, but we don't celebrate that like we celebrate a female who is a virgin at thirty. We we don't look at those uh, the same. Women at thirty are not being celebrated as virgins right now either. Did you do you remember the post from Homegirl from Insecure? Like they ain't hurt. When I say when I say I'm saying yeah, and I'm I'm saying that it's it's my point is it's a double standard. You're it's right, and I can answer. I was going to go down right that's, here. That's, yeah, that's my point. We got a live. Got we got some live comments. Y'all know I got to go to the post now. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get back to you. Uh, Keisha says, I agree with Q. It keeps rolling. Men don't like to think about their women ever being with another man in the past, present, or future. You could have 10 kids, so it's obvious you had sex at least 10 times. The new dude <laughs> does not want to acknowledge your whole capacity. Nope. Uh, let's That's- see. <laughs> Nobody else wants Everybody just I don't care. What, what we said. As a man, I don't. Uh, as a man, I don't care. But I, I I'm mean, not, I'm not I think the question. I don't want to know. I do think the question is. <laughs> you said you don't want to know. 
No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. All I want to listen. I got. I want to know. Is it? Are you clean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want. I, I don't want to itch. I don't want to. You know, no pain. I don't want none of that. I don't want to itch. I don't want to scratch. I don't want to bump. Wait, wait, wait. We got a question. I don't, we got a question. Yeah. There's a, que- there's a question on the floor for Mr. Whitford Burns, and it says, how, how many males are on your Cadillac? I'm a virgin. I'm a born. I'm a born. I'm a born again virgin. So it doesn't really. I mean, zero. I've been washed under the blood of Jesus. So, so I'm in zero. Now, zero. Zero. I'm I'm a born again virgin. And listen, y'all want. So the real answer is, and it's been so. Listen, it's been so long since I done had any. I couldn't tell you anyway. So I don't know. But, don't but know. that's the real answer. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. It's a whole okay. lot less tread. On, it's a whole lot of tread on this on these tires. Because I ain't as oh, much as, as contrary to popular belief, your boy ain't been out there like like people think. <laughs> Hallelujah, Ishabah. You got more tread than most people think. I got more I mean, tread I, than most people think. And my my take on it, even my first initial reaction to the post was, who cares about yeah. what anybody has. <laughs> What anybody had, you know who, what anybody's had in their past, because I ain't gonna say that. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of people agree. I was trying to look for the post and see some other comments. Um, I know there was um, some. Uh, there was one interesting comment I believe Sabrina made when she was, and she brought up the fact that there about the double standards that men. Oh, mm-hmm. you want women to be a freak in the bed? You want a freak in the sheet? But you don't want her to be with nobody but you. And then you mad because she ain't got no experience. I don't want to do what you want in the bedroom. So, I mean, which way do y'all want it? Do you want a woman with experience or not? If for experience, she got to practice. But practice, how much time you practice? And anything <laughs> else? Yeah. <laughs> so if you want her to be a pro in the bed, yeah. if you want a pro, but you don't might want to teach. Your hoe. You might have to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But my, I, I think I agree with who who said that it, we out that we age out of that question. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do believe that. Um, another person said that people won't be honest about the topic anyway on both ends, the men and the uh, women. Um. But yeah, nowadays, I think women are pretty. Women are I'm honest about stuff. it. I'm, I'm actually honest about marriage. Seriously, I don't see what I don't see what the big deal is. I'm almost forty years old. What I got to lie for? And then mm-hmm. when Superhead came out, when did Superhead come out in the in the early two thousand? When Superhead came out, I think the uh, the whole ask about your partner went out the window. Yeah. With Superhead came back. I don't know if it went out the window. I don't know if it went out the window. I think it. I think it just it, it became not a lot less of a taboo subject to talk about. I mean, she wrote a whole book on it, but I mean, I think that again, I think it goes back to if you're a man and you and you really like, I really would need to understand what is your motivation behind really needing to know this. Like I said, if she if it, if she clean and you you know you feel like you need to go get a you know, tests and all that stuff, that's cool. But, like, to really sit there and feel the need to go through 
the number of people that a woman been with, like, you got other stuff to worry about. Like, don't yeah. worry about that. Don't be worrying about that. That's that to me just makes no sense. Especially when you talk. <laughs> we we want to know how many you slept with before me, but don't want to know our current salary levels. Like those are the types of. <laughs> we won't ask why? how much our houses make, but we want to know about stuff that happened before us. Like why? Where? Where? Okay. That's what I. That's what I want to know. You want to be a if I ask you how many how many dollars you bring home every two weeks on your pay period, but you want to ask how many miles I got. Look, I tell you, yeah. I tell you that too. You want to know how much I make? This is how much. I mean, again, we're grown. Like at some point, as a grown person, you got to say, you know, own the stuff that you did in your past. I'm like, yeah, you know, if 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 this is something you really need to know and you really. Right, here it is. But like, why are we having? Like, I, I'm not gonna. It's like this, if I if I'm in love with a woman, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I was in love with her. But now that I found out that you slept with more than whatever my acceptable number is, I'm not. You know, like, come on. And then, I mean, in reality, let's just let's just be honest. In reality, what number is too high at this? At you know, when you're approaching forty. Why? Right. Like, how can, okay, let's is. figure it out. We're going to figure it out right now on the scoop, y'all. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> what's the what's the number? What's the midpoint? What's the median oh. number of sexual partners for men and women in your 30s? Because I know, let's, let's say this. If you, start, if you start at 18 and you had one person a year, by the time you're 36, that's 36 people. So we see we see you on Facebook. We see you have so many relationships. So we got to assume you have about Everybody. two or three. Everybody not having sex. Everybody not having sex though. So I mean, everybody not having sex. But if you booed up and y'all got if y'all got pictures of y'all eating breakfast in bed. It's probably safe to assume that something <laughs> that went on somewhere. We talking about we just having the prayer meeting. Oh yeah, I forgot early. about that rule. Thanks, Keisha. I forgot about that rule. That is the meeting. You're supposed to take your age, and if your partner's don't is not over how old you are, then you you ain't a hoe. So if your partners don't equal your age, you good. That's the median. The median is your age. <clears throat> okay. Interesting. Okay. Right. I'm just. <laughs> That's a new one for me. Okay. It is your age. Y'all, I mean, is that is everybody? If we gonna go with that rule, everybody cool with that? Listen, I'm not counting. I I don't want to know. I I don't. I got one question. And that question is you will be have been answered already, and that is, like you said, have you been with any of the homies? <laughs> okay, so what if y'all? That's all I want to know. And even and and I will be honest. And depending on what that answer is, my code is probably a little different. Like I might, you know, I don't know how I respond to that. I mean, but if y'all, what if y'all soulmate? Has been with one of the homies. You about to 
you going to end it? Again, it depends on what the response. Like, first of all, if you if you if you've been with like the homie homie and y'all was like together together for you're off limits. That's but that's me. That's my my code. Okay. Are you having a time frame or like a <clears throat> a prioritization all homies? Because you would be surprised how many people. If I ever yeah. knew you to a ball with you, if we ever shared a juice box. If I know you no. prior to knowing the chick and y'all ever dated, that's the homie. And you better not have ever even exchanged phone numbers with him or it's, like, over with. Like So that whole no, no, can't no. date, the friend thing always kind of makes me. No, 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 no. Me... I'm talking about the homie. I'm talking about, the homie. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, okay, so when I say homie, I have, like, four people I consider the homie. Right. I'm talking about like you know like the, the homie like four like those four people and I'm when I say together I'm referring to like if y'all been like in a serious relationship and I ain't mm-hmm. talking about y'all singing in the serious relationship in first grade I mean like if y'all like if I'm thirty how much I'm thirty eight so if like in the last four or five years y'all was to get you know what I mean like the national you have different. But I'm not talking about y'all hell y'all went to junior prom together and and it didn't work out. That's stupid. I'm a grown man. And I'm a right. you're a grown man and you probably married and you want me to walk mm-hmm. away from somebody who I care about because you decided in high school when I didn't know her and you like shut up. Yeah, we can't yeah, you in your thirties and you can't be going back to the um the high school days. I think I'm. I think I'm like. I'm more like when I. I'm kind of on the fence about it, but I think if if this if it's someone in your circle, of course that's gonna be another. Yep. You probably you probably didn't heard everything about them anyway. You probably didn't heard everything about them. But right, and that's, that's really got, the reason. Yeah, but if you got one of them friend of a friend associates. Mm-hmm. That is the community that has been the community piece at one time. I mean, you Sorry. can't. Yeah, you not fit to ruin my happiness because you want to be, you know, our close friends, our whole friends, our humble friends. We know our friends. So govern right. yourself right. and your decisions accordingly. Right. That friend. Yeah, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can be a good. Yeah, and I like I said, my 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 friends, we we this is something that we know, we agree, we like again. But most of most of my friends, they're all married, so it's like, shut up, like really. <laughs> We've been married. Most of my friends are married for like ten, fifteen years, and you would really say something to me, my single behind. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now I did. We did have. We did have another um, another comment on a couple that. Uh, this is from Miss Don, and she says, "Why should it be a problem if you choose to speak on it?" Uh, me and Huggy would laugh and talk about folks uh, we've been with. So, yeah, there's some people out there who don't have a problem with it at all, and they can discuss it. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm. All for that too, if you can be honest about it. But you know, I think it is a question that has 
not as taboo as it used to be, but I just think not too many people are concerned about it. You know, YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> so the last little part of the uh, hot topic, do you think that um, people who are considered quote-unquote uh, hoes are having a lot of mileage? Do you think that they really are getting, that you can't turn a hoe into a housewife? Excuse the language, but yeah. Do you think that's true? No. I don't no. believe that. No. No. I think I think we I think it happens all I the time. I think there's honestly somebody for every person. Um and I think that the reason why people make the decisions that they make, whether it's sexually, money wise, whatever it is, we all have our vices, we all have our things that we work through and some people just like sex. And <clears throat> that does not take anything away from who that person is as a homemaker, a mother, a lover, a wife. Like, we can't discount whole people based on sexual partners. Like, I think that that's really shallow. So, no, I don't believe that you can't turn a hoe into a house, right? That's, that's asinine to me, but, you know. If that was the case, it would oh. be a whole lot of men. It would be a whole lot more single men. Right. Mm. Thank you. But, you know, they don't, they don't get the whole bag time. Like, I think I think I think that again and certainly grow we all grow up like really come on again I think I do think that let me preface this by saying I think that we got to make sure that before we get married we're not trying to get married for that purpose because if you're a man or a woman and that's not something you have under control it's not going to change you know all of a sudden going to gain control of it because you got married so let's let's be honest about that you're not going to all of a sudden not have issues with um, infidelity, you know, with infidelity or, um, you know, or because you just because you got married. That's not the solution. So you need to deal with that before you get married. But again, it starts with falling in love, like we talked about with, like with yourself, and then before find out who the person is, fall in love with them, find out if you guys are on the same, you know, on the same purpose, you have a same, a, a same destiny, and then move forward from there. A person's past is just that, and you don't. We don't really know what that person's past came from. So you know, we don't know if there was abuse, or we don't know. Like we don't know. We don't know. We just making all of this stuff up just because you know it sounds. Because there's a whole lot of insecurity, and if a dude is insecure because his woman had sex before he met her, then he probably needs to some counseling or something. Because that's just stupid. Like, get over it, man. Get over it. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was a couple of men. Get over it, like let it come on. Get over it. Who said that? Who said they wouldn't mind knowing? But yeah, get over it. I don't want to know. I won't ask. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't. I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask who how many partners you've had. I don't care. I don't want to know. Uh huh. I agree. I I don't want to know, and I don't want to tell. So. But that oh, wait, who, Kelly, who, wait, hold on, time out, Kelly. Who asked, who asked you, asked me how many partners I done had? Who did that? Ah. 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 Ah.
trying to think. But now she got she me going through not. my mind trying to think. But you got to re- again. She might be trying to see if you need to He's, if you listen, I'm going I'm to actually think about this and answer that question because I'm not ashamed of my past. So, you know, it's good. Is it, is it, you waiting on you to go through 38 years of, uh, nah. I'm a born-again virgin. I told you I'm a born-again virgin. Me for too. The for the 14th time, <laughs> probably. I love it. <laughs> Virgin. I, not even the born again virgin. I'm still a virgin. My mom, <laughs> look, I told you. It's been so long. It's been, I'm trying to. I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to live safe. What was I talking about? I'm. I'm. Mm, I'm not fooling with it. Oh Lord, let's How go to the before we get get Kim boxes right. out the. How long it take to be a born again virgin now? How long it take? I don't know. What's the, what's the time on that born again virgin? I think it's gotta be I don't know. I think you gotta look, I think you gotta take your normal life your normal uh I don't know, shoot, I I could make something up, but I really don't know. You gotta you gotta take your age and divide it by two. Then multiply by three, and it and then that's how many days it takes for you to be a born again person. I think that's for you to be born again virgin. We done gave y'all a lot of knowledge tonight, honey, on this hot topic. It was very hot. Oh, Shamar said it takes 24 hours to be a born again virgin. We're going to go with Shamar's answer. So, yeah, if you ain't had none in 24 hours, baby, you're born again right yeah, now. Born again virgin right it, now. I, I think it takes a little bit more than that. Yeah, a little sorry, bit more sorry, Shamar. It, it, it takes a little bit more than 24 hours. Sorry. It don't work that quick. Yeah, the cool <laughs> ain't even snapped back at 24. Shut up. Shut up. Eyes on earth, where well, shit ain't all well. It's hard to 
to bear these burdens without going to jail. So should I pop myself or pack my bags and bail? But pops, raise men and we won't tuck no sales. I heard that clever endeavors don't match with half measures. Rich your teeth, clench your fist, and we can get through this weather. So we didn't try separate. Heaven knows we can do better. And this collective is more effective. Let's get together. I had to let go of that God and Son and nah, deal with my little wishes and all of my big problems. So game on, my J's on, I flamed on. Reminiscing, wishing all my dead homies was home. Valentine's Day holiday, and along with our topic, 
And as I mentioned in my video on yesterday, I've been super looking forward to our next segment this week um, because this subject hits all of my feels and all of my um, my soapbox moments are kind of around this. I love this. So tonight, Mother Maybelline is going to be talking to us about how sticks and stones can break our bones and words do hurt us. Um, sticks and stones may break our bones and words do hurt us. Um, how we really have to be um, cognizant of how we go about our wordplay and the things that we say and the power of the tongue. So I have loved her intro enough because I'm so excited and just am ready to hear her. I am excited, as you can tell, and ready, ready, ready to hear what Mother Maybelline has to say this evening about communication and the power of the tongue. How are you this evening, honey? How you doing, baby girl? Boy, you sure know how to introduce me, honey. I'm over here with my live viewers with my purple scarf on. I wanted to be royal tonight, not not crown royal, just royal. Just Roy. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> now, these live viewers, let me tell you something. I don't do social media often, but this Facebook Live show make you feel good, honey. Folks, you don't even know me watching you. It got me thinking I really got it going on. What you say, baby girl? I said, that's not a thought. You do have it going on, mother. That's all you, honey. It's, well, it's, it's, it's just about Thank you, sugar. I might catch me a boyfriend on this live. If somebody's watching and looking for a good woman, you know that I'm, I, I got my handicap sticker. I got my senior citizen discount. We can get lunch for two hours. <laughs> Honey, I got a good life insurance policy. <laughs> you better... You better come through, honey, all them hearts on that screen. How y'all doing tonight, Scoop Crew? Doing good, doing good. Y'all doing good. Tell, where you at, girl? <laughs> where she at? She done, she done put us on mute. She done put us on mute. I'm here. I had to, I was introducing you to my live, too, so I was on mute. You're not talking to your boyfriend. You ain't, you ain't feeling nobody. You're talking to your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I need a boyfriend, so if you find you a boyfriend, see if he got a son for me. But I mean, you can you can you can come on and play some bingo with me over at the assisted living center. That's where I'm gonna be tomorrow. Come on through there, girl. I, I, come on through. Where my hot pants? Come on through. Well, you 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 made my favorite comment of the night, girl. You said you was clutching your imaginary pearls, <laughs> child. Let me tell you something. Uh, for my live viewers that's watching the Scoop Radio Show, come on every Tuesday night from 8 to 10, the hot topic they talked about tonight was, can a woman be wised up if she's had multiple partners? And you know what I mean by that now. Now, Bishop Burns has come in with an algorithm for women's numbers that I ain't never heard, and I'll never admit to it. And I'm going to say my number is zero. Nah. <laughs> and, and before I get into my words tonight, I, I, I do want to touch bases on on one thing, and uh, I don't mean no disrespect to the uh, the man in the White House. Now, that's all I can call him, y'all. I can't bear to call him nothing else. Uh, but this old food stamp changing from food stamps to food boxes now. I, I don't I don't know what's going on now, but 
I was wondering, well, are you able to pick what kind of food you want? Is, can you pick a soul food box or a teriyaki chicken box? Or is the man just going to give us ten goods? I'm going to leave it alone. But if you want to give me a box, i tell you what box you can give me. Give me a pofo box at the movie theater. That's what I want, honey, because the snacks at the movie theater, I'm tired of sneaking them in. Okay, let me get on into the topic now. Now, now tonight, uh, and you did a really great introduction, Q. I really appreciate y'all. It's all of my all of my uh, uh, viewers that's on right now, thank y'all for watching. What I'm talking about tonight is the power of the tongue, the power of the tongue. And uh, for some of y'all heathens, we're talking on a spiritual level because I know some of y'all minds going to go off course when I say the power of the tongue. I'm talking about your words that you're speaking now. Let's keep it clean. Now, the power of the tongue. Now, one of the things that I thought about when I was pondering over this topic is, you know, when we grew up, they used to say, sticks and stones will break my bones. The child words will never hurt me. Y'all ever used to say that, Scoop Crew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all ever say that? I don't care what you say to me. Sticks and stones may break my bones and words will never hurt me. But let me tell you something. Now, we used to say that as youngsters because we didn't know no better. But I want to correct some of y'all if you're teaching your children that, if you're telling the children that, if you're saying that. It's a lie. Now, 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 let me let me let me say this first of all. I got to watching a video the other day, and it was a real it's a real sweet lady. Some of y'all might know her. She's become famous, a vegan lady. Her name is Tabitha Brown. I love her. I've been following her videos, and she gave a word from God the other day, and I said, Lord, she is just so sweet, and 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 the way that she comes with it is so charismatic and soothing. And I said, God, maybe I can be that way when I deliver my word. But guess what I found out. That ain't me, okay? So for those of you who ain't heard me before, if you get offended, if the shoe gets tight on your foot, I want you to take it off and put on the glue and that'll fit you. Because Mother Maybelline ain't really soft. I'm a little rough around the edges. It's a lie. I don't know no nicer word. It's a lie. When you say sister stones will hurt, will break my bones and words will never hurt me, words hurt, sugar. Words. Now, the power of the tongue. Now, it's amazing sometimes the things that we allow to come out of our mouth without thinking about what we are putting out into the atmosphere. Now, I know some of y'all are gonna come on now. Now y'all know mother than already told you. Now I'm gonna look I'm gonna look real good into this camera. Everybody don't believe in the Lord. And I'm okay with that. Don't hop on here talking about God and Jesus ain't real. Because I won't block you. I keep speaking his word. But even if you don't believe in the word, even if you don't believe in the Lord. Do you believe in karma? Is it karma or karma? What's the word, y'all? Karma is a sauce on ice cream. It's karma. It ain't karma. It's karma. How do you spell it? K-A-R-M-A. Karma. I said karma. My Lord, my Lord. It's karma. It's karma. Even if you don't believe in God, you got to believe in karma that what you put out is what you get back. And sometimes we are very irresponsible with the words that come out of our mouth. We have to be very careful of the words and the things that we say. Now, I know I'm not the only one. Everybody got that one friend that every time you see them coming, you run the other way because they always whining and complaining. I don't care when you call them. I don't care this morning. I don't care this night. I don't care if they just won the lottery. I don't care if they got a $20,000 income tax return, job. You say, girl, you got $20,000? And they'll say, but child, it ain't going to last long. 
He'll say, well, thank the Lord he woke you up this morning, girl. But my head sure is hurting. You know, that person that they always find a way to say something negative, it is not by sin that they always feeling negative because they putting it out of their mouth. And then you got your people that, honey, every time you look at them, you say, they can't be for real. They happy all the time. You got people that come on Facebook Live and they put pictures and honey, they just smiling. You got to be on my live to see how I'm looking right now. Just smiling. <laughs> but they always speaking positive affirmations and words that come out of their mouth. They always saying that, you know what? Things are not as good as I want them to be, but thank God they're not as bad as they can be. They're speaking positive affirmations. Now, how can you say one thing and do another? Everything we do, we get signals from the brain. We get signals from the brain now. Now, if I'm speaking negative words, how can I push my brain to do something positive? Somebody, somebody break. I'm an old lady. Maybe I don't know. Somebody break it down to me because I'm telling you, I done got on this social media a couple of days ago, and child, some of y'all mouth is just filthy. Y'all get on there, and you talk about your baby mama and your baby daddy. Some of y'all is 50 years old and still trying to gang bang, and you're on there tripping and making all kind of negative comments. And then you shove your toe on the table and have a nerve to put up a post. Y'all pray for me. Don't ask what it is. Just pray. Now, come on now. Oh, you cut somebody out. Because, you know, type words is the same as speaking it now. Come on, somebody. It's the same as speaking it. You type out all this negative and cussing folk out and going off, and then we had a nerve to tag somebody in a Rance Allen something about the name Jesus video. Child, get out of here. Now, you can't do both. You got to do one or the other. Which one mm-hmm. is you going to do? Is you going to be negative or is you going to be positive? Now, whatever you say is going to start putting thoughts in your mind. And whatever you start thinking, you're going to start doing. And whatever you start doing, I, I ain't even got to break it down to y'all. Y'all know the rest of that. But sticks and stones will hurt, will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words hurt. And some of y'all are so doggone hypocritical. You talk about other folks like a dog. And, honey, if they tell you the outfit you're wearing ain't cute, you want to meet them in the parking lot with your crew and try to fight them. Now, that's what I don't ever really understand. Folks that run their mouth the most, folks that run their mouth the most get the most sensitive when somebody says something about them. Tell me words don't hurt. And then you lie because you don't want to shame the devil and tell the truth and say, I don't, I don't care what they think about me. Well, then why, why, why are you speaking negative over them? Kelly, you put up a really good post about gossip and about whether or not gossiping about other folks can affect what happens in our life. And I'm going to tell you from Mother Maybelline what I believe that God has shown me in my life. You know, because we know the word already talks about gossip. It's in the Bible. I ain't going to throw out a bunch of scriptures. For those of y'all that don't read the Bible, Google is your friend. Type up scriptures over gossip and, and meditate on that tonight. But I'm telling you, Gossip, it tears people down. And it's like a double-edged sword. You can't be out there doing something negative. Call somebody and expect to get a positive. You know, the Hebrew translation of gossip is to reveal secrets about someone or to try to start a scandal. Some of y'all is nasty. 
I don't know for sure, but it talks about the power of the tongue. And there's some metaphors that it gives in that word. And one of the metaphors it talks about is how a little bitty rudder on a ship, y'all know what a rudder is, how it can dictate the direction that a ship goes. Mm-hmm. How a little bitty bridle, a little bitty bridle, as strong as a horse is, a bridle, can determine which way that horse goes. The mouth is a double-edged sword. So your mouth can dictate where you go today and where you go tomorrow. If I get up tomorrow morning and I say, oh, Lord, I hate this job, I hate the traffic, I hate my husband, I hate these children, what if God take it all away from you since you want to keep running your mouth? Mm-hmm. What if you take it out? This is what you're going to be saying. Oh, then you're going to be putting that famous Facebook post up. Y'all pray for me and don't ask no questions. Now, that's a whole other lesson. That gets on my mind. We're asking folks to pray for you. Here's my thing. If your prayer request is that private, don't put it on social media. I'm going to talk about that another week because that gets under my skin now. Either confess mm-hmm. what you want. I don't ask me to pray because I don't know what I'm touching and agreeing with you on. I ain't praying if you don't tell me. I don't know what I'm praying for. I ain't praying for you to go rob nobody or nothing. You need to let me know, but let me move on from that. I'm about to wrap this up. Watch what you say out of your mouth. And and be for real with yourself. If you are talking negative all the time, baby, you're not happy. It don't matter how many times you post a picture. It don't matter if 2,037 people like your photo. If that's where you're looking to get your joy, something is wrong. Because if you're talking negative all the time, I got to believe that photo album ain't bit more making you happy. Be careful what you say. Speak positive things. Surround yourself by positive people doing the same thing. And the last thing before I go, now, this is kind of like we talk about racism. And y'all know how people say, uh, if you don't say nothing, you're just as guilty as the, as the people that's committing the crime. If you around folks that you know spitting foolishness out their mouth, Quit co-signing them jokers. Because when you're co-signing, they think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going to be grown and bigger than our shoe size, at what point do we hold each other accountable if we love one another? Now, there's some accountability there. So when you see folks talking crazy, now, I ain't saying you got to run up on them and get confrontational and fight with them, but you sure ain't got to, con- you ain't got to co-sign no foolishness. What you going to stand for? You're going to stand for something or you're going to go for anything. Watch what you say. Watch your mouth. Speak positive things into existence in your life. If you keep crying, woe is me, you're going to be woe is me, and it ain't nobody's fault but yours because you have the power to ignite anything that you want in your life with your mouth. With that being said, Mother Maybelline is going to speak up. I'm going to hit it big at the casino tomorrow night, and I'm going to pay my time. When I hit that jackpot, I'm going to speak it into existence. And I'm going to find me a boyfriend. Uh, hopefully he ain't in no wheelchair and got both of his eyes. That's what I pray for. I'm speaking into existence now, y'all. <laughs> but I love y'all. I know y'all got to wrap up. Thank you for having me on the show. I always enjoy coming. I love the scoop. I love all the listeners. Thank y'all for your support. Watch what you say because whatever you say can determine what goes on. Oh, and one last thing I do want to say before I sign off. The Bible says when you can't control your mouth, you a fool. And I don't care if that offends you because the word says you a fool. Quit being foolish. Grow up, baby girl and baby boy. It's time to grow up. All right, y'all. Have a good night now. Good night. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
was a good word. Good word. Good word. Mm-hmm. I always good word. word from Mother, mother Mabel. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and find the words. Shells, you up? Uh, well, I have enjoyed myself on tonight like I do every Tuesday. And, um, yeah, I hope everybody stays healthy and be very productive for the rest of your week. And we will see you next Tuesday. Right. Good night. You? <laughs> Wait, Kels, you got anything going on with uh, Kirby Kitty? Any Kirby Kitty oh, yeah. coming up? <laughs> I do on the 24th. We'll be uh, participating in a fashion show that is hosted by Guiding Right um, in Oklahoma City, where it's actually in Midwest City. Uh, Guiding Right is an organization that um, teaches about uh, sex, and they have the HIV uh, AIDS awareness um, events every year. This year, they're doing it in the form of a fashion show, and it's also it's celebrating African American designers and African American. Boots of clothing, so Kirby Keaton will be participating, and we will have a few new pieces uh, to celebrate Africa with everybody else. Um, the Little Girls Conference, the Youth Conference, Embrace and Empower is on underway. Uh, it is April 21st, so that's our next two things coming up. All right, cool. All right, keep you up. Um, I'm preparing for my part in Kel's <laughs> April 21st event. I'm helping her out um, uh, with the children, so I'm excited about that. Um, Elegance by Design is doing some background work right now, so I'll have all my announcements coming as those are ready, but go to the site. Things are there. You can <laughs> get your... William, uh, we've been talking about Crescent Seed all show. You sold T.Y. Sugar, S-U-G-A, Everybody, you can go and say 15% off of your first order. William, get you some single toes, honey. When tell us about single toes. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, you need that in your life. Get the tingle, tingle toes. Get the tingle toes. Yeah. Get the tingle toes. I promise you. We were talking about, we about women's crusty feet. So, yeah, so um, he'll get a couple of patches for his women. It'll it, it, have you feeling like you're walking on pillows. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, it's oh. it. It's it. Tingle, you know, like I want to get a, I'm gonna put a picture of it on my timeline because it's the stuff. It is. This stuff. <laughs> I don't know what she. I don't know what she. She put. I don't know what she put. She put that stuff. But I'm telling you, my feet. My feet be calling for it now. So get you some tingle toes, fellas. And be out here with your feet looking, looking like you've been walking in yeast and 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 flour. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> She got unicorn, unicorn tears, and <laughs> Care Bear wishes. <laughs> she got something in that pingle toe. I don't know what. Listen, whatever is in that pingle, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Buy the pingle toe stuff off of Q's website. Elegance by design with a Z. Yes, pingle uh, toe. Thank, thank you, later. <laughs> You might look. You might. You might. Your woman might even rub your feet because they. I'm telling. They soft. Like your feet be extra soft when you use that stuff. So, yeah. Yes. Elegance by design. <laughs> Thank you. Tingle toes, fellas. Get the tingle toes. Anyway, and get a manicure. Anyway, that's a different story. 
All right. Um, did, did you have anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, so let's a couple of things. First of all, if you're going to be Oklahoma City, y'all have y'all need to get your ticket March 24th to the uh, for the March 24th Masquerade Ball. Go to um, our event right. Actually, you need to go to the event page on my public figure page or in the scoop um, and you know click on the link. Take you right there um, to the event right page to get your ticket. It's March 24th, y'all. We're going to have a good time. Lee Chappelle's going to be spending, and we got a bunch of other surprises for you with your tickets today. Um, if you have not downloaded or gone to newboexposure.org to get uh, check out some new articles, you need to do that. Uh, also, last but not least, tomorrow, the Word on Wednesday, Pastor Burns, will be live starting at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. So tune in to that. The 30-minute Bible study, you will definitely enjoy it right back here on this same uh, station on blogtalkradio.com. Thank you to Q. Thank you to Kels. Thank you for to Wendy. Uh, thank you to uh, Mother Maybelline, to all of our indie artists who tune in. If you missed any part of this show, uh, you can go to the same link uh, and do the replay or go to one of our lives and check out the replay. We appreciate everybody for listening. And then last but definitely not least, if you like the show, if you enjoy any part of the show, please share the show with somebody by literally just click the share button, share it to your Facebook page. That's all we ask. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll be back next week with another great show. Um, so be back here same time for another edition of the Scoop Radio Show. Y'all have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. Thank uh-huh.